that kind of stuff is now inside the gearbox. So you're, you're moving now to getting, like I said, real, real world data out of your mechanical system that you didn't have before. Welcome to the McNaughton McKay podcast, your electrical connection. Each episode, we meet with an industry expert to tackle real issues in manufacturing. Join your host, Austin Davidson, to get the latest scoop on automation products and solutions. On today's episode, I'm joined by Rich Hazley. He's the Southeast Business Manager for Wittenstein, and we're going to be discussing common gearbox issues and how to take proactive measures to prevent them. To kick things off, uh, we haven't had Wittenstein on the show before, so could you give us just a quick run-through of what you guys do? Sure. Wittenstein, uh, based out of Germany. U.S. location is out of Chicago. Uh, we're a manufacturer of gearboxes, actuators, uh, rack and pinion, pretty much, you know, high-end, um, high-performance uh, mechanical devices. Perfect. Well, I know that we're going to be talking about the intermingling of these mechanical devices and, say, the digital world. Um, and I know that it's going to help us with some of these gearbox issues that we're going to discuss. So before we get too deep into there, could you give us an idea of common issues that people may see with their gearboxes or the devices that are tied to them? Sure. And I guess you got to visualize it, right? Um, in a common uh, drivetrain configuration, you've got a typically a high-performance servo motor on one end. Um, you've got a gearbox that usually is coupled to that. And then you've got a load that can vary in mass, uh, inertia, uh, friction, uh, it's really the, the load becomes somewhat unknown and unpredictable depending upon what's going on in the application. Mm -hmm. The gearbox then is responsible to transmit the power out of the motor, the torque that the motor's um, producing uh, into the load so that you get the required performance, product quality, et cetera, out of your load. So the gearbox becomes a, a major part in controls, starting from your electrical signals to your to your drives, to your motors, and then applying that to the load. Yep. So the gearbox then is, is, is kind of in a worst case scenario because on one end, on the input, you've got a very responsive servo motor. And on the output, you could have a load that has huge accelerations, vibrations, um, frictions, and that gearbox has got to absorb both of those. And when that happens, does, you've does got- that, not Just to interject, so does that occur because you have unanticipated loads or is that from normal wear and tear or what, what is causing this, uh, this unknown part of the load? Um, calculations can only go so far, sure. right? And, and the, the the job of the OEMs and the uh, systems integrators is to design systems as best they can based on modeling. The real world typically is close, but you know, as products um, change, as customers increase speeds, um, as devices wear, as belts stretch, as gearboxes start to wear, all of a sudden what you planned <laughs> is no longer what is actually going on. Yeah, fair enough. So essentially, like you said, on the front end, we have this 
high precision servo that is going to do exactly what you tell it to do when you tell it to do that. But then on the output, we have something that can invariably change. So that doesn't sound too great. So it sounds like this is going to cause things like heat, maybe other things that are wearing out are going to end up causing issues on the gearbox and cause that to wear out earlier. So I know that that is essentially all the mechanical side and you guys have this synapse technology that essentially gets to marry the electronic or the digital uh, with the mechanical side. So could you go into that and how that helps to alleviate some of these symptoms? It would be great if you could start to diagnose uh, mechanical wear and, and in the world of the IOT, you know, IOT, more and more information, more and more different types of sensors are becoming available um, and you're able to monitor things, um, log them um, and, and do stuff with that data, right? Mm-hmm. So what uh, Wittenstein has done is, is put sensors inside the gearboxes and now you have access to real world data that you can log, you can set thresholds, uh, monitor, um, get warnings, um, flag work orders when maintenance is required. All that kind of information now is going to be available because you have information coming out of the gearbox you wouldn't normally have, like vibration, like accelerations, temperatures, that kind of stuff is now inside the gearbox. So you're, you're moving now to getting, like I said, real, real world data out of your mechanical system that you didn't have before. Yeah. And that's something that seems to be a common occurrence kind of across the board. I know you mentioned IOT, some people call it industry 4.0, but really what seems to be the driving factor with that is trying to get information or injecting brains into devices that previously did not have any kind of smarts. So now you guys have taken a gearbox with, which typically is only mechanical. You've inserted some of this newer technology, the synapse, and now it's giving you information that you can pull out. So I'm guessing from how you've been explaining it, you will typically take this information, the the temperature, uh, the wear and tear, all that stuff, and you're going to be trending it and then assessing those trends. Is that is that how you would utilize it? Yeah. So what you have, you've got these sensors. Um, they're on IO Link, and from there, um, you have really three three different options. Um, one, you can send those data points back to the PLC, and in the case of Rockwell, the add-on profiles, the add-on instructions have all been generated already. Um, example programs are already done you know, all your manuals, uh, EDS files. So you can uh, basically bring that data into your PLC. So now you have the real life data points, but then you have also threshold points that you can set um, and you can do your own warning systems, um, flag operators when these thresholds are met or exceeded. You know, you can do your own logging inside the PLC. The other option would be to go through the IO link again and into a PC. And there you can run um, software. We offer software packages and you can run them on your phone, tablet, PC, and dashboards are set up uh, for the same thing. So you can do the trending. Um, There's histogram information. Um, All that is displayed on the dashboards. And the third way is we actually have a uh, cloud-based 
um, service where all that is stored as well. And then from any device, you can call up that same dashboard using our cloud service. Well, IOLink is something that I'm extremely familiar with because I uh, I deal with sensors all the time and everything from that side seems to be moving to IOLink. So I know how we can get all the information out of there and I'm going to just make some assumptions that all of the information that is stored in the gearbox, that is that able to be uploaded and downloaded uh, rather easily from the Synapse sensor? Yes, it is. In fact, uh, we have um, several Rockwall systems integrators that have already created their own um, dashboards to uh, log and show the history of the data points. So you're going to be able to see your peak temperatures, um, your peak accelerations, averages, and there's enough data storage in those um, in each gearbox for the life of the gearbox. So those points are are stored in there every 15 minutes, the peak values, and those can then be brought into the PLC and um, you can create your own histograms. I guess the next thing I would like to discuss a little bit, it, it seems quite obvious from an end user perspective why this would be beneficial. You can monitor your equipment and, and provide preventative maintenance on it. Right. Could you elaborate a little bit from, say, the, the OEM or the system integrator side, how this benefits them, why they would want to take advantage of it? Yeah, and what we're doing is we're creating software and um, products that help model uh, machines. So in the long term, what you're looking at doing is having modeling capabilities available before the machine is even built. You're trying to reduce the amount of time, the design time required on the mechanical side. So from our sizing software, as an example, um, to the Cymex uh, and Synapse uh, in both cases, um, you're going to be able to start to model real-life applications for future machines, right? So, I was under the impression that the the main selling point for this would be preventative maintenance. But yeah, from the perspective of, say, an OEM, you essentially can learn more about your own machines the more you make them and the more that you use this to analyze it, especially if you obviously have have the same type of machine or the same type of product that you're looking at all the time. So that's very interesting. Right. So let's say this machine runs five or six different products. What Synapse will allow you to do is teach the thresholds and the min and max um, operating points for each product from a remote location. And the other, the other aspect of this is the OEM can monitor if, of course, if the end user allows them, they can monitor this uh, operation by product and, and see the performance um, of the system over time. And that, you know, you can, you can do those teach modes, uh, let it run 24 hours, two days, two weeks, whatever it is, and create actual real-life um, circumstances, thresholds. And now you have real-life data. And then a year from now, two years from now, you can go look at the machine again and compare you know, <laughs> what you started with and, and where you are down the road. So there's a lot of uh, advantages of having this data. And, and some OEMs will, you know, sell this as a feature in their machine, as the ability to monitor this stuff from a remote location to monitor the health of the entire mechanical configuration, not only just the drive or the motor. 
So I guess one thing I, I want to be sure of. So can you dynamically change through IO link? Um, say we have a changeover, we have a new product or a different product coming down the line. Um, you can change those parameters and those limits on the fly, right? Yes. Yep. They're all, okay. they're all just data points and uh, they can be changed at any time. Very cool. Well, there you have it. If you're looking for the smartest gearbox under the sun right now, uh, you need to grab one of these Wittenstein gearboxes with the Synapse sensor technology in it. Data is the driver of everything. So if you have any questions about what we discussed in this episode, please feel free to reach out to your local McNaughton McKay account manager, or you can email us at podcast at mc-mc.com. Rich, thanks so much for teaching me about gearboxes today. No problem, Austin. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it.